0: welcome to faith facts with father howard i'm lindsay here with father howard and on today's episode we are discussing stipends and stole fees so let's get started
1: hey lindsay uh, as always it's good to be able to be uh, together and just to to reflect on a few things when it comes to our church And in in some of the things that are part of our church that have been with us for a long, long time. And and one of those things uh, is something called stipends and stole fees. It's a very practical thing in regards to monies and and how monies are paid, why monies are paid, why offerings are made, those kinds of things. And what brought this to mind, uh, just a short time ago, I was sitting in the office here, and a person come in, came in, and said to me, "Father, I want to buy a mass." <laughs> and it just, it just hit me because we don't buy masses. That's not even possible. Uh, there are all sorts of rules and regulations about those kinds of things. But part it seems that part of our culture and and part of the mentality that is out there. And, and I understand why it's there and, and all sorts of things. But we move into, a, we move into this idea that I bought a mass and it belongs to me. And somehow I can do whatever I want with it and as far as that goes. Uh, but it's mine. And, and that is simply not the case. What the person was referring to was what we would call in the business, you might say, a stole fee. It is an offering for a mass. And that money that is offered, and right now the, the the going rate, you might say, of an offering, which has changed over the years, is a donation of $10. So it's a donation. Um, it's, it's not buying a mass. It, so it really we
0: should change the way we talk about it. To people on the phone because they'll be like yes. well what's the cost well it's ten dollars okay well really it's a donation of ten dollars yes suggested like donation
1: exactly and and it's what's interesting is that by virtue of baptism our baptism as catholics we have a right to the sacraments and like i said there's there's a long history uh in many ways of where this has all come from and and it's in many ways a very complex history and it has been, it has everything been from the sublime to the ridiculous. Stipends and issues of stipends and donating monies has been the source of incredible corruption over our thousand plus year history of the church. Um, It has also helped to build incredible monuments honoring God. So it's all over the place and, and when you think about it, it's probably been you know, all over the place, as far as where it started, how it started, and such like that. But the idea being, again, is that one has the right to sacraments. Is that if a person came to me and said, you know, Father Howard, I would really like to have a Mass said for this person or whatever. I don't have anything to offer, not whatever it might be. In a sense, I have an obligation to fulfill that because you can't buy it. Mm-hmm. It's not even, in the sense, by church law, it's not legal to purchase <laughs> masses. We got into trouble decades, hundreds of years ago, I should say, even more than decades, hundreds of years ago when we got into that mentality much more seriously in some ways, is that as opposed to being able to say, I am giving an offering for the person, the priest, who is going to preside this Mass. It's the other thing that sometimes people fail to understand, is that when they give a donation for a Mass, and you're right, we we need to change the way we talk about it, the language that we use, uh, because the monies that are donated uh, go to the priest that says the Mass. It does not stay at the church. The only time some of those monies may stay at the church is when I have the Mass as pastor, or an associate would have the Mass. And depending upon which salary program, in a sense, we are on, because in this diocese, we have options as far as the salary program that we choose. In one program, all of those stipends and fees and such get turned back into the parish. In another one, is that uh, we keep it all you know and, and but then our salary is adjusted in mm-hmm. that regard in regards to the uh, to the matrix to the algorithms that they use in order to figure all of those sure. things out so if a person you know comes here from uh, Timbuktu and has a has a liturgy uh, for us
0: and a letter of suitability
1: and a letter of suitability <laughs> exactly <clears throat> that money Is given then to the person who presided at the Mass. It does not stay with the church. Um, But again, going back to the idea that for years, and I would say, you know, even to this very day, the idea of donating uh, monies for a mass to be said, to be prayed for, for a particular cause, is that. That was the only money that that priest would have in order to live on. And there are still missionary areas where that is the money that they exist on. So they do not have salaries or, or those kinds of things like we do in the United States. There are plenty of places because the question has been raised, for example, uh, because this is kind of a universal thing with, with as regards to the church. There have been people who well, why don't we just get rid of them then? If you guys get salaries, let's just get rid of those kinds of things. Well, if it only applied to the United States, that would probably be possible. But this is worldwide. And so there are still, like I said, plenty of priests that this is the only monies that they use to survive. And so it is their very livelihood uh, that allows them to eat and have clothes and all sorts of other things. And, and so that's why, you know, when um, w- one of the parishes that I was at, it literally had well over $37,000, you know, in stole fees. That means there were $30,000, in a sense, worth of donations for Masses. Now, this is when Masses were $5 or $3. Ooh. That's a lot of money. But you were
0: probably also doing more Masses than you do now.
1: Y- yes, yes, certainly, because there were more priests around. Mm-hmm. However, what we did as the pastor and, and, and the financial people of the uh, with the and with the chancery's advice what we did is we would send you know a10,000 dollars worth of let's say masses to a particular bishop that was you know noteworthy and trusted and such so that literally this money would be used as they said these masses would be used to help feed their priests to help feed villages like to, in different countries in different countries yes. To help, Sometimes sometimes in the more impoverished areas of the United States, okay. and there are still plenty of places mm-hmm. like that too, but mostly it was in different countries where, you know, you send them a check for several thousand dollars, and it was like it would be worth a million. They would, again, feed a village, uh, feed uh, groups of priests, you know, just on these masses that were being said, uh, because the American currency would, would do so much more. Build schools. Uh, I mean, we did tremendous things and it's recognizing that there was no need for us to have 30,000 plus dollars, you know, in a savings account with masses yet to be prayed Mm -hmm. when we had people donating for masses, you know, that that would carry us for years and years and years and years and years. So that's that's kind of the sometimes the downside, you might say, of. It can end up simply being money set aside when this is to be money that was donated for people to pray, for people to celebrate something. So the idea being is that it was a donation. It was to be able to be used by the priest who prayed the mass, to be used by that priest, uh, or again in the case like myself as a pastor who turns that in, to be used by that parish for the welfare of the parish the welfare of that individual if they kept those funds and and I've been part of the system uh, you know since I was ordained because when I initially when I was ordained in the early 80s is that in this diocese also as in I would say most others is that all of those stipends came back to you at the end of a month let's say for mm-hmm. the numbers of masses that you said um, now the the rules being that you could only keep the stipend for one Mass that you said. So if you had three Masses that day, or Sunday, let's say, the other two had to be turned in to the Chancery. You had to go to the diocese. Again, for the welfare of, of the clergy at this time, a welfare, or of, let's say of a cause that, that we were supporting and such. So, and, and the, again, there's always a reason for it that you know, sometimes you would have uh, some priests that maybe were a little less scrupulous, and they'd be saying all sorts of masses the entire day. Well, like anything, you know, it, the system is as honest as the people who are part of it. And you could, you could make a tidy sum, you know, depending upon how ambitious you were. <laughs> uh, but the rules are very clear that you are to only keep one stipend uh, per day and the rest are to be turned in.
0: Now is that still the case? Yes, that
1: is still still the rule. And um, it is, uh, at times it is to help, uh, at times to support some of our senior clergy that that may not have been on a salary system. Uh, That's quickly coming to an end, but Didn't have again the salary system that so it it is used to support those sometimes It is used to support some of the mission work or continuing education And and so for example for some of it some has been used now for continuing education Not only for clergy But also for the laity so that that's how these monies Are used not just to increase the bank account of the particular priest that might be praying masses but it's it's to be used for the good of, of church leadership and in, in people of the diocese mm-hmm. so but yes that is still the rule today that you know uh, that if a donation has been offered and as i mentioned sometimes people cannot do that but there is still a, uh, an obligation for me you know to take that seriously mm-hmm. and not to be taken advantage of but to be taken seriously Because, again, people have a right to the sacraments and and to be able to pray and to have their prayers, you might say, lifted up specifically uh, during during Eucharist. Now, over the years, the process has changed. Today, the donation that is asked of a person uh, is $10. But... Here again, again the way the worlds work. Let's say I offered you, you know, you were the priest, and I offered you a hundred dollars, and I said, "Here's a hundred dollars, Father. I want you to say a mass." And I would say, "Are you sure you don't want me to say ten masses because you've given me a hundred dollars?" "No, I want here's a hundred dollars donation. I simply ask that you say a mass for me." Well, the hundred dollars is what goes to the priest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, it's it's whatever a person donates. For the particular Mass. That is what goes to the priest who presides. Um, In the past, you know, when when things were a little bit different, you could have a Mass that the donation would be $2, $5, or $3. It all depended upon if you have what was then labeled as a low Mass or (laughs) a high Mass or a solemn high Mass. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the music and the number of candles you lit, and lots of other you know, details that were in there. But the system was, was extremely complex. And, and thank God, over the years, you know, they got rid of that com- the complexity of it. And it's straight across. Now, this is something decided basically, you know, for the entire uh, bishops can decide, you know, what, what they're going to ask in a sense, and, or a province. So like the state of Wisconsin, which is a province, can decide, you know, what will the uh, the stipend be for uh, for celebrating the Eucharist, and uh, it has been decided in our area that the uh, the stipend would be ten dollars, uh, you know, for for sure. the donation for the mass. Well,
0: and I, I think people may not realize as well when you have a help out priest coming, they're not just coming. I mean, they probably are coming out of the goodness of their heart and they like the parish, but they do get paid.
1: Yes, yes, they do as
0: well.
1: Bes- besides the, you know, the stipend uh, for clergy help out. And, and sometimes people don't realize this either, is that they get paid for mileage from where they're coming from, sure. wherever they get paid for. And they get pay- uh, they are given uh, a stole fee for their time and their energy. So, for example, is that for a Sunday mass, so let's say someone is coming, you know, uh, A fifty miles round trip, twenty five miles one way, and plus they would have uh, so they would get uh, paid. Let's say I think the going rate is like fifty five cents per mile. Something like that. Okay, they would get uh, paid that for the fifty miles round trip. They would get paid a a stole fee or the fee for for the uh, the service provide provided. That is. $40, $50. $40, $50.
0: For a weekend? Or? For a weekend mass. Yeah.
1: And then they get paid the $10 for the stipend.
0: Oh, on top of that.
1: So, you know, you basically are getting uh, 25 and, uh, let's see, uh, $50, almost 100. Seven, almost $100. And then if they have two masses, then they get the the, um, the stipend, Stolfi and the stipend, they don't get extra mileage. Of yeah. course, you're already there. So, I mean, it, it can be expensive. You know, when I was, when I was in uh, help out work and I was in the college seminary at the time, but I was the full-time help out, uh, to, uh, a parish in our diocese. My mileage was a hundred dollars, um, I'm sorry, 100 miles round trip. Thanks. Okay. So that was right there off the top. And we were getting, I want to say, about 50 cents a mile. So 50 bucks right off the top. Mm-hmm. Plus, then at the time, it was $10, $10. So that's 60 bucks. And then it was uh, $40. So, you know, $100 weekend. Mm-hmm. Off the, whatever. Or if there were more masses or whatever. Plus, I would get the same if I did a wedding. And then there's a, you know, so it is not cheap. So some people say, well, let's just get father so-and-so, you know, to do this. Well, that's okay. But one has to understand that it costs money to do that. Now you say, well, well, why can't they do that for free? And one would say, well, then who's paying for the gas? Because the parish you know, otherwise it's coming out of father so-and-so's pocket. Mm -hmm. Now he's retired. And just like any retired person, you're living on limited income here. Um, So this at times is really that you might say a supplemental income that they are able to live on with Social Security if they have it Mm -hmm. or savings or whatever might be there. That there is a, uh, you know, they, they can't afford to do that just on their own because otherwise that money paying for automobile, gas, all of the things that go with that, uh, professional clothing, uh, uh, albs and those kinds of things are not cheap. You know, you're looking at a basic alb that can cost easily a couple of hundred dollars. And that's not a really nice one. That's just a basic alb. Um, So, I mean, what, what, in a sense, what, what folks fail to understand is that it, it does cost. There is a there is a reality there and somebody has to somehow uh, make up that cost. Uh, and these, and, 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 and B, trust me, you know, these guys are, not, guys are not getting rich. You know, there are rules and regulations that control this and as I mentioned before, the system is only as good and honest as the people who are part of it. And I would say, that, you know, the vast majority of guys, you know, take that very seriously whether they have to report things on taxes or what they do or don't have coming to them. Sure. Um, you always have the unscrupulous ones, but they've got bigger issues than there, and, and they'll have to stand before God someday to, to answer to those. Uh, but it's, it's recognizing that some of these things do cost.
0: And I have a question that is slightly off topic but parallel to our conversation. What is the purpose of wanting a mass? to be said for someone or something? or
1: I mean, great question. I, you know, what would be the purpose? One is that something very near and dear to one's heart, uh, we believe in that there is great power in prayer. And and we talk about this, you know, people talk about, I let this prayer group know, and I let this prayer chain know, and I, you know, and, and we are going to storm the gates of heaven. We, be, we believe, you know, from our faith tradition, one, there is there is tremendous grace that stems from the celebration of the Eucharist where we believe that truly the, the presence, the body and blood of the risen Christ is there, body, mind, and spirit and soul, you might say, in, in celebrating the Eucharist in, in, under the appearances of bread and wine. So there is great grace there. We believe in the great grace, you might say, of, of the power of prayer when people gather together and pray together Mm -hmm. that there is a great grace there there is a great comfort in knowing and one of the reasons why as you would well know why i let people know at the beginning of my uh, funeral homilies that i let them know that there are many people that hold them in prayer and i always remind them people you know a lot of folks you will never know, but they hold you in prayer during this difficult time. And why I also then mentioned that the people gathered there, I thank them for their presence, for the grace of their presence. So there are just a number. And also then when we talk about prayer together and with the Eucharist, when we pray the Eucharist, in a way it's it's the whole church praying together when we pray the Eucharist. We don't pray with just, you know, this five people or this 10 people. When we pray the Eucharist, it's the whole church that prays together. That's why you can't buy a Mass and make it your own, is that there is no such thing as a private Mass. Anytime we celebrate Eucharist for any reason, literally, you know, by by law, anyone should be invited, no matter who it is. Because there's no such thing as private Mass. Including weddings. Including weddings, yes because we pray with the whole church and when i say the whole church i don't mean just those people that are living here on earth i'm talking about the communion of saints the whole church uni- universal uh, cosmic you might say that we believe that when we do that we are adding the prayers of those who are here and those who have gone before us the community the communion of saints that this whole whole church this whole people of god is praying and lifting this intention, this person up. There's tremendous power and and great grace in all of that. So just from from those as a name to a few, you know, some of the reasons why we do that now, which also brings into the issue of when people say, I have a special intention. There should never ever be a special intention. And and the reason I say this is, I say it for this reason,
0: as in like that's what the masses. Yeah, yeah, it's la-
1: listed as a special yeah. intention, and I don't, I don't approve of those. And the reason is, is that you're asking me to pray for something. I have a basic right of knowing what I'm praying for. <laughs> you know, at the very least, I don't need to know details. I don't need to know that, you know, somebody wants me to pray for an ingrown toenail where they may have to have an amputation and they may take it up to the knee and it may make me whatever. And I might end up getting married because of that to the doctor. I don't need to know all of those details, but I do need to know that I'm praying for healing. I can pray for that. But I also know circumstances where somebody will will say, and the intention really comes out, I want to pray that this world leader dies. I don't want to pray for that. Thanks. I and, and and this, you know, we think, well, who would pray for that? You would be amazed at the things that people think that they should be able to pray for. And some of it, some of the things that they want to pray for are neither moral nor legal or anything to do with Christianity. I don't want to pray for that. I don't want to pray for the destruction of a country. I don't want to pray for the destruction of a people. I don't want to pray for a particular candidate. I, want to, I don't want to pray for that, that, that somehow they lose or die or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Is that what I will pray for is world peace. What I will pray for is for wisdom, no matter who might be sitting any place in leadership. What I will pray, but I won't pray for their destruction. That's, that's not Christian and it has, it's not moral. So when people sometimes have, you know, um, when they have certain things they want to pray for is that you're saying, I have a right to know what you're asking me to pray for at the very basics for wisdom, for hope, for healing, for my children. You know, give me something that I can pray for, but don't say a special intention because I won't pray for a special intention. because that, to me, is asking. It's like it's a secret, but I want you to pray for it. Let me in on a little bit of the secret, uh, and and that happens more than you might think. As again, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense of putting things in, and that's why you know I mentioned both you know to Barb and, and to you and others that when you take masses, if they say special intention, saying nah, can't do that, give me something. Well, it's for my you know whatever. Then we'll pray for healing. It's for my daughter who's got whatever. We'll pray for her well-being. Or it's for my grandchildren who are really having then we'll pray for your grandchildren. It's okay to do that. Just not a special intention. Now, I know that there are places where that's okay. And and they have to they they got to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. But for me, if you're asking me to pray for something, then I have a right to a point. I have a right to know what I'm praying for. Mm-hmm. Because you also might be praying for my demise. I don't want to pray for <laughs> that either. You
0: know? That'd be terrible.
1: <laughs> I know, but it wouldn't surprise me. And so I don't want to pray for that. Did um, it
0: Did it stem from the fact of the purgatory thing and people wanted to pray their family out of purgatory and that's when they started like, hey, we want to have this mass intention. Or is that just nothing?
1: Well, it. it I mean, th- there is some of that there. Uh, it has... You know, and a lot of it has sometimes either people sometimes are ashamed, um, or they don't want the information to be shared.
0: Well, I just mean not even necessarily mm-hmm. the special intention, but just oh, okay. a, just an intention. Is that kind of where it stems from? Of like,
1: yes, you know, because the the belief was, and it continues to be, that when now even our thinking and our theology behind you know, um, the final coming and for purgatory and those those concepts that, that that we use to express a belief of what happens in the afterlife or once we die. And, and, and we still believe this, that our prayers can make a difference in the sense, and, and this is the best way we can express it right now, is the time spent in purgatory. There was also, um, when we talked about limbo, those were the people who were on the fringe. And we hoped and prayed that if they stayed true, and and once God finally brought everything to completion, even those in limbo would stand before God and be decided whether they get in or get out, or, or not, mm-hmm. as far as the kingdom, is that our prayers could help all of that. And so, and and again even with some of our history the more you gave the more years that got shaved off you know if you were going to build a, how that yeah, works. if you were going to build a cathedral you were in like flint again sometimes our history we are weak and human we are weak human beings mm-hmm. uh, yeah there's just a lot of craziness with that and when you think about even with uh uh, Martin Luther uh, when part of his part of his objection you know when he uh, stated his thesis and all of that was the corruption that surrounded oftentimes mm-hmm. stipends sophies and uh, buying you know um buying indulgences stuff like that yeah there was terrible corruption you know and it's part of our church history uh there is so our
0: church right now yeah, not even her church and history
1: we would not we would not be proud of sometimes the things that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's still a good church, and and, and we do a lot of good with it. And the monies, in many ways, you know, can be used for tremendous amounts of good in lots of ways. Um, So, you know, so but there was a lot of that that was part of that, is that we wanted our loved ones to get into the kingdom, and and we would donate a pittance, we would donate Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, uh, in order to help that happen. Particularly, let's say, if they lived a life that was a little less than exemplary, <laughs> you know, sure. um, and, and we would try to do It's It's one of those things, for example, even part of this tradition where we um, even to, to this day, you know, you have a, a, a visitation and they have a box there for mass intentions. Mm. Uh, you know, the idea being is that I can't afford to to pay for enough masses. I'm going to get others to help me. Because this person was a little less than exemplary. Now, what's crazy sometimes is I am aware of a circumstance where a lady comes in and says, you know, to the priest, "Here is sixty some thousand dollars for masses." Oh my God! It's like whoa, 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 whoa! You know, it's like forever. Yeah, it's like you know, it's one of those things. Do I believe in in the efficacy of that? All of that? Do I believe that there is some? But sixty some thousand? It's like that. Money, I think, could be used in lots better ways. Doesn't mean that we wouldn't say some masses, but, you know, we need that's the kind of stuff that's that's over the top. Yeah. Um speaks of a whole very, very different piety in some ways, is that, you know, in some ways it doesn't make a difference to God, whether it's one or or ten thousand. It's that it's it's the sincerity. It's the sincerity of it. And, and we have to be, as church people, we have to be cautious sometimes the way we approach it and, and the way we, we, um, we help people understand what they're doing and why.
0: Last question on this topic, maybe. Um, is a Sunday Mass better to do than a weekday Mass? No. Doesn't matter. No.
1: Mass is the People mass are always
0: the- like, I want a Sunday. I want a Sunday. It doesn't really matter.
1: That goes back to the thinking, for example, when they used to have the low mass, high mass, and solemn high mass. Sure. Is that there were more indulgences connected to one or the other, plus there was a little more money connected to the other. Is that, and and unfortunately, with that type of thing, it's people of means, people of means that got the Sundays. Why? Because they could afford it. Mm -hmm. The people of, of fewer means were relegated to the low masses and and so and thank goodness that's been taken away that all of that has been taken away and so it it doesn't make a difference the mass is the mass and and whether it's prayed on a sunday when a larger community gathers does not make it more important more valuable it is celebration of the eucharist so okay um, so then just one other piece to this is is that what they also call it and I've referred to this a couple of times is the the stole fee. The stole fee for for different things, for a wedding or whatever.
0: So wait, Mass Intentions is Stipened. stipend. Okay. This
1: is connected to the Mass and to the person who says the Mass. Okay. A stole fee can re- be given to a deacon, can be given to a priest, can be given to a layperson. It is a gratuity for services rendered. It hmm. is not... Connected particularly to a you mass. You would think
0: you'd call a stole fee, which is isn't that what a priest wears? Yes, it's a stole. You'd think that would be relegated to just the priest and the stipend to everybody. Well,
1: and that probably was part of the origin, but in today when we have um, when we have laity doing funeral services and such, it's it's a kind of a term. It's kind of like the term Xerox It doesn't just apply to the Xerox; it applies to you know copying mm-hmm. things and and such. Uh, fee I suspect, was connected because that would have been strictly uh, the the area of, of deacons and priests. Mm-hmm. But today with parish directors and, and other folks True. is that um, it is connected with a fee a gratuity for a service rendered. But even there are limits to that as to the diocese controls, you know, what you can ask. And because, again, sometimes for the little less scrupulous is that, uh, you know, I would say gouging and, and sometimes unreasonable uh, requests or demands mm-hmm. have been. And and the idea being here is that uh, I uh, have an obligation in a sense to make sure that sacraments are available to all, no matter whether they can offer something or not. So somebody comes to me and says, Father, you know, a funeral or a wedding or whatever, but we have no means to, to offer anything. Is that I'm right there and saying that's fine, mm-hmm. that's fine. Now you know because uh, now if you're being taken advantage of, that's another thing. But again, that they'll, they'll deal with that with God. But it's not because of money, and and we have to be careful that it doesn't become because of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that folks understand that no matter if you're rich or poor, you you are you have available you know. The church is for you. Yeah, yeah. No matter it, what. Yeah. And the other final comment that I would make is that I, as a pastor, have an obligation, a moral obligation to celebrate one of the masses on a weekend, to celebrate one of the masses that is for the parishioners, for all of the living and deceased parishioners of Holy Angels Parish. Now, if I don't personally celebrate it, is that the priest who does... You know, um, there is no stipends or stole fees connected to it. So I am obligated to make sure it is celebrated. Then we simply eat that cost. Sure. You know, as a parish. Because one of the masses is always for the benefit and the welfare of the living and deceased members. I have a moral obligation to make sure that that is done. And if I'm here, then I as pastor basically have to celebrate that.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: But that's how serious the church takes you know, this idea, as you said, the church is for everyone, mm-hmm. that not just how much money you have. The church is for everyone. And and sometimes it's those kinds of things. You know, people will say, well, well, you know, Father, but there's a master just for, for the parish. Well, can't I have one there? And and I will, and I'll be telling them right away, I said, no, I am morally obliged to celebrate. Well, why? Because it's not about money. It's about celebrating Eucharist for the welfare and the well-being of the entire parish no matter if you have money or not. And, and it, it, it gets people to stop and think a little bit, which is good. I mean, that's what you want. And, and that's why, you know, I hoping too that even I know that uh, Barb at times will, you know, will tell people that, no, this one is, is celebrated, you know, um, for the whole parish. Because Father has, a, has an obligation to do that mm-hmm. so that it's not about money. It's also one of the reasons why I take the Masses for Easter and Christmas and those key days. And I, I have them celebrated for the whole parish. It gets people away from that idea if I have mine on Christmas Day. <laughs> It's better than if I don't have it. Yeah. And, and no, so I, what I do is I get away from that whole competition where people call up, you know, at the crack of dawn because I want I want these masses here. And it's like, no, those are already filled. Those are already filled. Mm-hmm. And when I explain to people, overall, when I explain to people why I do that, I would say the vast majority say, yeah, I get that. I get that. So it really is being prayed for everybody here. It's for the living and deceased members mm-hmm. of Holy Angel Parish. And saying, when we go celebrate these marvelous feast days like that, what a good way to do so, you know, for, the, sure. for every, when we pray for everybody.
0: Yeah. So. so I know people sometimes get surprised at for funerals and weddings that there is a church fee, a, a priest stipend and all that. So yes. what is the purpose of, sorry, probably the stole fee would be the right term for stole that. Stole fee, right. Why, why are those in place?
1: Again, a couple things. One, if a person couldn't afford it, and, and I've made this clear to the funeral homes, and, and we've talked sure. about that, yeah. that if they can't, is that um, then, then we just take care of it. Now, there are parishes, I will say, that are moving in that direction. There are no fees at all. I like that idea. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, a couple places where I've been, we had that, other places, not so much. The other side to that is, though, <clears throat> is that we we still have to pay for lights and air conditioning, and we have to pay people heat and depending heat, on when it is. Yes, we have to pay people's salaries. This is one way that that you know people are able to do that. Mm-hmm. We we try to keep that at a minimum, but it is a a fee or a gratuity for offering something let's say uh, live streaming for offering something that it costs money to operate Mm -hmm. we can't just pull that out of the hat this is one way that families and generally there are funds that are set aside for that that again if if it were a hardship never a question but these things do cost money and we are able to help people earn their livelihood by this um, you know, and so if we, we couldn't do that or whatever, let's say we didn't do that, we would definitely have to raise we have to raise salaries and, and do things like that. It's, it's a way of helping to help people earn their livelihoods. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it is also to pay those practical things that, uh, you know, We Energies doesn't take prayer, you know, to pay their bills. Darn it. Um, wish that they would. Uh, so it really comes out of a, a practicality, you know, of, of needing to do that. Would I love to move in a direction of not having any fees connected? Yes, I would. It would be a tremendous ministry to people, uh, you know, to being able to provide that. It would also get away sometimes the accusations that you're only in it for the money. No, not really. Not at all. Anyway, I'm not, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I I have had any number of funerals, not so much here yet, but in other parishes at different places. I have any number of hydros where there is no, um, where there is no fees connected because they can't afford it. Yeah. And, and it is a hardship. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, the, the cantors and such just have to bite the bullet. Is that we as a parish would take care of that. Sure. Um, now, some cantors do. Some musicians, I let them know, folks, this is a hardship situation. And I would never say that in front of the people because I wouldn't want to embarrass or shame them or whatever. Right. But I would say by far the people get it. Yeah. They get it. And and they're not in it to make gobs of money. Uh, I would certainly hope not because that would be evident you know, pretty quick too. Uh, but there is also the practicality that these things do cost. And like I said, it is a way to assist people in, in earning a livelihood.
0: So if our contributions go up, Eventually, we could. Well, I would agree. Salaries can go up, really. and then we wouldn't have to.
1: If contributions gains. were to be to a point where we could do that, and and there are you know there are ways to estimate all of that, how that would work out, mm-hmm. uh, then there's no question. I would certainly move to that direction because I would I would compensate then, you know the, uh, the salaries and such yeah. in order to make sure that these needs are met, and. Uh, you know with that that kind of uh, process is used. Even for example, when I spoke about the different salary programs that clergy are on, is that that estimation of how many funerals and weddings and yada yada yada, those things are there. Uh, that's how they figure out you know our salary packages and, and which one you choose. I would I would use a similar principle, uh, and then there would no be no cost. But then. The understanding would be also that, you know, folks, as a parish, we are helping to take care of each other. Mm -hmm. And that person may have the need right now. But in time to come, you're going to have that need. Right. And they will be there for you to help take care of that. It's the
0: full stewardship idea, which is a whole other podcast topic. It's
1: a whole other one. And it has so much merit. And sometimes we forget because we can sometimes be more selfish than mm-hmm. than we would like to think we are. And people are very generous and good. I would just say we're quite we're just not quite there yet. Yeah. You know, to do that. I would love to get that.
0: <laughs> so. Me too. Any other things to add to stipends or stole fees?
1: No, I think we pretty much, you know, covered, you know, the the basic points that I that I wanted to cover, but it's just some of the background. Like I said, there's so much history behind all of that, and some of it is good, and some of it not so much. But I think the key points of why we do what we do is really one of that I wanted to help you know people understand. You
0: know, I don't think we mentioned that back in the day, the priest didn't get a salary. So the stipend and stole, stole fees were what he made.
1: Yes, they they supplemented their salary. As I mentioned to you, um, my gross salary when I first was ordained uh, was seventy five hundred dollars. That was my gross, and so you take out taxes and you take out you know clothes and car and car payments and insurance and all of that. Yes, you know my housing was paid and food and those kinds of things, but that didn't leave a whole lot. Yeah, and so those. Uh, stipends and stole fees um that, that really helps supplement the income mm-hmm. um a lot <laughs> you know a lot now we like said too, you had mentioned we're saying a lot more masses yeah. and such but um but it's pretty much what we had to live on 7500 bucks doesn't go far even as a priest it doesn't go far
0: um, yeah so it's changed a little bit yes. through the years but that's also important to note that that was the big chunk right.
1: of now, today, we have salaries. Today, I get a salary. Would I need stipends and stove No, that's why I turn it all in. Um, because I get a decent salary that certainly meets my needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, lots to think about for stipends, salaries, and mass intentions, I guess, inadvertently. So hope you enjoyed that. We're going to leave it there, and we will see you next time.